Hey, when I was a kid, I used to be really into imagination games, like like stupidly into. I used to uh, have this neighbor who used to live next door to me, as a as opposed to a neighbor who didn't live next door to me. And we used to we used to play a lot of these games as kids, like where the entire premise was set in your head. Like, there was no goal, there was no aim, there was no winning or losing. It was just, we came up with these worlds, and then we'd just play them out. And it was normally a lot of fun. I'd normally sort of take the reins of these games. So, for instance, uh, I would come up with the idea and, like, the story and the premise, and then me and her would play along with it. And it would generally just be straight rip-offs <laughs> of, of, um, of stuff from pop culture. I think one of my personal favorites was Lime. Lime was the most common one we did, and that was a, and that in that one I was a time traveler. See if you can guess what I ripped off of. I was a time traveler, an eccentric time traveler who who had a magic stick, and I would and I would and I would bap the stick, and that's how we'd go back and forward in time. It was like, it was basically just a it was a net because I used to live next to a river. It was a net, and we'd ripped the net off of the net, so we just had a bamboo pole. I'd slam it into the ground, and that's how we'd teleport through space and time. And she was my assistant. Are you catching on yet? <laughs> as to what, as to what this was, but um, uh, yeah. So we played this game called Lime, and it was a lot of fun. I we had, we had a lot of fun with it. I remember I I um I had enemies, and they were all just what my idea of what the neon colors were. I had an idea of what the neon colors were, and they were cherry aqua lemon and lime i thought those were like the one and only neon colors uh but and i was lime because i liked the color lime and uh they were my enemies cherry aqua lemon whatever were just com and they were just we would fight <laughs> we would fight them through space and time and it was a lot of fun but i've always i looking back on it i guess that was role play it role play is so intrinsic in just my development as a human being. It's what it's the reason I'm here right now talking to you on on this rambly rambly screen, and um, yeah, role play is just super super important. And I think it's not just me. I think it's important in a lot of people's development. You know, I think uh, I don't think I'm the only one who enjoyed like basically improv when I was in school. I mean. You always hear of people when they're in school, they play like house and things, you know, house is the common one. But when I was in school, we did doctors. I don't know if that was just me, but uh, there was this corner of the field right at the back where we'd play doctors. And, and for some reason, our hospital was also a veterinary <laughs> place. So we'd have people coming in uh, with their animals as well as with their tumors. So what we would do is sit up on the hill and one of us would be the doctor and then we'd have to like and people would come in uh, the people being other people who were playing the game and uh most of the people who played with us wanted to be special in some way you know everyone wants to be special in role play you know they want to be oh i want to be the mary sue i want to be in this case it was i want to be the the person who you know who's who's dying and, and gets to have all the trauma of the session you know and i was and I was almost like the leader of this group, I guess would be the way of saying it. When I was when I was playing it, everyone kind of appreciated the fact that I sort of made up the rules and <laughs> annoyingly who could play. That's the big one for me, at least. When I was in school, I had to make a thing called the Fair Club. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a club, which wasn't a real club. It was just a group of us in, in the field behind my school called the Fair Club. 
And now the fair club was spawned out of the fact that my other group of friends didn't let us play because we were a bit weird. So they wouldn't let us play with them. So we went off and started the fair club. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the fair club's whole ethos was that anyone could play. But in reality, it was anyone we liked could play. So it, really, it was just like another version of their club. It was another unfair club we created, <laughs> essentially. We just created another unfair club for us to play doctors in. And as I got older, this club actually uh, went away from roleplay. Don't worry, I'll come back to roleplay in a minute. I just want to talk about the fair club because it's interesting. So it like moved away from roleplay. And we went into this realm of this sport I created, which I tried it recently with some friends, and it's it's really good. And I encourage you, if you have two friends, <laughs> a big ask already, if you have two friends who are down for it, go and try this, because it's really, really fun. It it's I call it foosball at the time. There's probably a better name I can come up with now. Uh, but there's um there's it's it's called foosball, and all you need to play is some kind of goalpost, which you can just make with two coats, either, you know, in a spaced about six feet across, or an actual goalpost in a field. And you just need a big field, big space, and a ball. That's And three people. That's all you need to play this little sport I created. And it took my school by storm. They loved it. They played it every, every break time. It became so much that the teachers would come out and ask what everyone was doing, and it was this sport I'd created called foosball. And... The interest. So I'll teach you how to play foosball very quickly, right? So imagine, imagine you got to imagine a pitch, right, and three active players, right? You get one of them is the goalkeeper, uh, one of them is the shortstop, and one of them is the long stop. I know long stop isn't actually a thing in baseball, but shortstop is. So anyway, so the goalkeeper's job is to keep the goal. The goalkeeper is not allowed outside of the box that they, you know, around the goal. And they're allowed to pick up the ball and whatever. They just got to save it, right? Uh, the shortstops. I'm. I'm. I've told this so badly to you. The game starts by the goalkeeper takes the ball and boots it as far as they can without leaving their half of the pitch. So if you're if you haven't seen a football pitch, it's divided into halves, the same as a basketball court. It's divided into halves. The goalkeeper has to kick it as far as they can without kicking it outside of their half. The long stop then has to run over to it and kick it as close as they can to the box so that the short stop can take the shot into the goal, right? That's it. That's the entire game. If the long stop kicks it too far towards the goal, the goalkeeper just catches it. The goalkeeper wins a point. If the long stop kicks it not far enough, the short stop has a really, really distant shot to shoot from. It's quite a good game because it's got three roles and all three of them have different skills and different abilities. You can get... For instance, when we used to play, my my friend uh, used to bring her little sister out, and we used to make her be the long stop because the long stop's the easiest job, and it just requires the most running. <laughs> so we used to make her be the long stop, and then we'd swap between goalkeeper and shortstop. I've spoken about that for too long, haven't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Let's move on. Role play, role play. It's it's sort of something that I think a lot of people have. Um, enjoyed in some way or another even if you're not too into it you've probably enjoyed it in some way or another i guess sketch comedy is a big one almost all sketch comedy spawned from just improv roleplay with people you know with a group of friends and i'm sure most people have watched improv comedy in some way but i think the big place where most people discover they enjoy roleplay is video games 
and I I was I was not one of them, but I did do my fair share of roleplay, a lot of roleplay. And I think most people's roleplay experience starts with RuneScape, which is where... Mine didn't, actually. I'm thinking about it. My first start of roleplay is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I must explain. My parents didn't let me have Call of Duty. I begged and I begged because I played it at friends' houses and I absolutely loved it to no end, but my parents wouldn't let me have it. So what I said to them was I wanted to play Call of Duty with my little brother and little sister on the condition that we didn't shoot each other. We just wanted to run around the maps. And my parents said yes. I That was a complete lie, by the way, when I said that. I told them we wouldn't be shooting each other as a lie. I wanted to shoot everyone. But obviously then my parents kept checking on me when I was playing Call of Duty. So we, So me and my siblings had to pretend we were just running around the map. And eventually... We got so into pretending to run around the map, we started making characters. So, there's a map in Call of Duty called Crash, right? And Crash is probably the least, for its name, it's the least blown up map on Call of Duty, right? It's the most, it's the most intact. So, we gave each other houses and jobs. Like, I worked at the shop in the middle of the map and we would go out to the shop... And we would pretend. Meanwhile, we're carrying fucking guns in, like, our characters on the split screen. We're all carrying guns, but we just pretend they were, like, you know, bananas or something. And we'd just walk around and we'd be like, oh, time to go home. We'd, like, bump into each other on the street and be like, oh, how are you? Mental. Mental. I, I thought, I, I was like, oh, I'm a genius. I'll tell my parents that I'm actually, I'm actually not going to shoot my siblings. But in reality, we ended up just not doing it anyway, and we roleplayed forever. And then we did the same thing with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 as well. Uh, it was Favela was the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 map we used, funnily enough, even though there's way better ones for, for that. But anyway, RuneScape. RuneScape is where a lot of people start roleplaying, and I did my fair share of roleplaying on RuneScape. My name was Coco Polo. Don't know why. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I was Wilbur Coco? Because <laughs> if I never changed my name to Soot. But um, I was called Coco Polo on uh, RuneScape. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing when I was roleplaying. But I was. Uh, I just thought I was I just thought I was playing the game as it was intended. You know, walking around talking to people, you know. And I'd sometimes go into houses and I wouldn't be able to tell who was an NPC and who was a player. Because everyone would act, this was in 2007, 2006, everyone would act like the video game, right? So, um, act like the video game? Act like an NPC, they'd roleplay. So I'd be, you'd be walking through the town and you'd see people like in fucking like, like just regular clothes being like, Yay Mary, how are you today? And he's like talking all medieval like, even <laughs> in RuneScape. And I'd think, God, this game's great. And I, I had a girlfriend forced upon me in RuneScape, quite funnily. I always tell this story. How I had a RuneScape girlfriend, but I, I didn't ask for one. I was, I was playing, I was trying to do one of the quests where you have to, it was, I didn't have the paid for version, I only had the free version. And I was trying to do one of the quests where you have to like, go into this, I think it was Romeo and Juliet, where you go into this house, just outside of Varrock. And there was just this girl in there, and she went, hi, and I thought she was the quest. So I start like, typing to her, like, hello. <laughs> I'm just like, how are you? And she's like, I'm good. And I'm thinking, right, Romeo and Juliet, this is a romance quest, isn't it? And she's like, do you want to be my boyfriend? I'm like, oh, fuck, this quest is taking a weird turn. So I go, yeah, sure. And so she just starts like saying, great, let's, let's go, let's go walk together, babe. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, wow, this is taking a turn. So I'm like walking and I'm thinking, when do I, when do I 
finish the quest. <laughs> so I'm like walking through Varrock with my with my new girlfriend that I've I've had thrust upon me. And they're like, they're basically just, she's basically just being like, let's go get a pint of beer. And I'm like, I'm only 11. I can't, <laughs> I can't drink beer. But um, I don't tell her that. Obviously, everyone's everyone's an adult when they're on the internet. Um, <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's go get some beer. And um, yeah, with, I was born in 1991, I promise. Uh, and I, would, I was walking around with, with this girl. And I was like, and eventually I said to her, I, I said to this, because I thought it was an NPC. I was like, I sort of started walking away because I thought it's just the computer. The computer's not going to care. So I just walk away thinking this quest sucks. And then she goes, "Why come back. Where are you going? And I say, I turn around. And I, I, I sort of just say to the NPC like, oh, I'm, I'll be back. Because I'm thinking, right, I want it, I want the I want the NPC to wait there. I want the ca- NPC, by the way, if you don't know, is a non-playable character in a game. It's like a it's like it's like a, a computer character, right? But I thought this was a real per- I thought this was a computer character, but it was a real person. So I say I say I'll be right back because I'm thinking, right, I want the character to wait there, <laughs> but I don't, but I don't want to I don't want to actually talk to them. So I will go ahead and start trying to do another. I think I go and mine some copper, and then I get a whisper. Which is like a direct message in the game. This is like, hey babe, where are you? I want to come see you again. And I'm like, oh fuck, this quest is hard. So I'm like, oh, I'm just mining. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll wait back at the house. And I'm like, okay. And so I keep mining. She's like, and then she whispers me again, like, babe, when are you coming home? And I'm like, I'm I'm just smelting now. I'm I'm at Lumberage. And she's just like, come back to the house. So I'm like, oh fuck it. So I do thinking, right, this must be the end of the quest. I get back to the house and she's there like, come on, let's get into bed with me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I just say, what, what, how do I finish? So I say, thinking, right, let's, so I say the, no way, I said the word help, I remember. Because I was thinking, it was a computer and help is what you type when you want to know what's going on, you know? So I just say to her, help. And she says, what's wrong? And I say, how to finish Romeo and Juliet quest. And she says, you talk to the you talk to the girl outside. And so I go out and I speak to the fucking Juliet character outside. And then it finishes the quest. And it's like I finished the quest. And then she's like, come on, babe. And that's when it that's when the penny drops for eleven year old Will. And I go, Oh no. <laughs> it's not Oh. She tried to she tried to have sex with me, I think. That's why she wanted me in the bed. That's what I think she was trying to do. And I was just so oblivious. I just wanted to do my quest. I just wanted my quest points. <laughs> just... So yeah, I was that but aside from that, I didn't do much roleplay in RuneScape at all. The big one is World of Warcraft. That's where it kicks off for me properly with roleplay. I discovered roleplay servers. I discovered roleplay add-ons, roleplay etiquette. All of my knowledge of roleplay etiquette comes from World of Warcraft. And the best thing about World of Warcraft is unlike all the other games I've mentioned, maybe not so much RuneScape, but all the other games I've mentioned, World of Warcraft is the only one where there's not a quote-unquote leader. There's not someone who decides the roleplay. It's organic and it comes out of the situations and what happens around you. I have no idea of WoW roleplay is as big or as good as it was back in the day. But Back in the day, it was the shit, right? I used to, um, I played a gnome. I played a gnome engineer. I leveled up my little gnome, and I got really high engineering, and I joined a gnomish engineering military roleplay guild. 
which in case you haven't done military roleplay before, the extent of military roleplay is is that some fucking geezer is the general or the sergeant and there's ranks. Everyone gets given a rank and you got to show up to drills and you have to stand there while they talk at you and you do slash salute every now and then. And then you sometimes go marches. You go on marches, which is designed to make it all the people on the roleplay server go, ooh, because there's a bunch of people walking in sync, you know. But I just like the idea of being in an, in an engineer, like a gnome engineering military. And it was a lot of fun. I really got into my character. My character would get would wake up. He'd go off to work. He'd go off and join this and, and go up and do a drill, you know. And most of the drills involved throwing explosive rockets and like, you know, and like testing out guns that we'd made and stuff because we were engineers. And then I'd do my march, <clears throat> and then I'd and then I'd go to the inn, I'd go to the bar, and I'd chat with people at the bar, and they'd be like, "Oh, so what do you do?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a soldier," you know. It's like, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I had a really good time with it. But the problem is, the problem is, dear listeners, that <laughs> World of Warcraft's roleplay scene is probably the most sexual that I've seen. And I I've been in a lot of roleplay communities, and I would say World of Warcraft has the most sexual, aside from obvious contenders. World of Warcraft really takes the cake. And I only discovered this about age 14, 15 at Goldshire Inn. Now Goldshire is the is the is the ter- is the secondary starting area, as in the part you move on to in the human starting zone in Elwyn Forest. You move out of of um of Northshire Abbey, I think it's Northshire Abbey, and you walk down the road, or up the road technically. Oh no, it is south, it's south down the road to this little town. And when I say little, it is literally an inn and a blacksmith opposite each other. And then just like, and then like a fishing hut in the distance and like a couple carts with Remy. But anyway, Goldshire is just a, I saw it's just a regular place and my training grounds were in Stormwind. So, you know, I thought maybe I'll go to Goldshire in for a bit. I walk in and I see naked elves dancing on the tables. I see Draenei slash nuzzling each other. I see people in cat form, in cat form walking around, uh, like, like, like purring and like nuzzling bulges. And I, I walked in and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And everyone is wearing like, you know, like the sexy armor you get in video games. They were all wearing like the sexy armor, right? And it was a, it was pr- disproportionately women in this bar, uh, which I'm gonna say now I would go as far as to say there was less than two women behind the computers out of the fifty or so people in this bar. Um, and I, I remember the thing that made me log out and then be too scared to log back in was this uh, night elf druid in cat form walked up to me and whispered me. Slash inspect me. She said slash inspect. Now slash inspect, what it does is it shows you what armor the person's wearing. I slash inspected the druid and there was just no clothes. And I pressed escape and clicked disconnect (laughs) as fast as I could before my parents saw. (laughs) I didn't. World of Warcraft was my life. I couldn't get banned from World of Warcraft by my parents. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to join. I wouldn't be able to play with them again. I did eventually log back into that server, and I got away from Goldshire Inn, you'll be glad to know. And, um, I enjoyed my military roleplay for a while. I actually made my, um, my step-cousin very jealous, uh, because he really liked my, my gnome. He was, he thought it was really cool, and he liked them. I got to rank of corporal, and everyone was, and he was, he was so jealous, he wanted to steal my, steal my character. (laughs) Which I thought was very sweet, but, um... 
Yeah, I had a really good time. Uh, World of Warcraft as well, just outside of roleplay. I had a really good time on over. I've probably sunk more hours into World of Warcraft than any other game ever. Let's move on to some weirder parts of roleplay that I did. I never did Minecraft roleplay until, well, <laughs> recently. But I never did it when it was at its big because I think I was just too old. I think I was at college and I think I was... I didn't really spend too much time on the internet between the ages of like 17 and 20. Which... Ironically, is the probably the time in my life where I was the biggest dickhead. <laughs> For like seventeen to twenty, I was mostly out and about doing stuff. Uh, I used the internet for social media and like chatting and stuff. You know, I didn't really use it for games. But that was when I think Minecraft roleplay was at its highest. But I did do Starbound roleplay. I don't even play Starbound. Starbound it's like Terraria but in space. <laughs> it's it's a, it's an okay game. It's fun for the first couple hours fun for the first 10 hours you have a really good time and then it's just kind of drab i think the issue is the controls everything's so floaty and it's also and it doesn't feel the art style isn't very cohesive well it is cohesive and it's really good but it's like not i don't know it didn't sit it didn't sit right with me it's one of those games where you play it and you think you're the problem while you're not enjoying it do you know what i mean when you play a game and, and like you think to yourself like oh oh this game this game isn't very fun but i think it's my fault looking back on it i think it's starbound's fault I just don't think Starbound's that great. But it's fun. If you've never given it a try, I'd heartily recommend it. You know what it is, actually? Too much random generation. All of the weapons are randomly generated, right? Which sounds really cool until you're holding a blaster, which just looks identical to the other five and shoots out, like, the same bolt as one you had three weeks ago. But this one is green. You know, it's like that. It's, like, it's boring. I want a default... You know, World of Warcraft, we were talking about World of Warcraft, has, like, thousands of unique weapons, all with their own names and stuff. And, like, you know, most of them are just, like, fucking, does does 23 damage per second plus one strength, you know? And some of them are called, like, of the bear and of the tiger, just to pad out the numbers. But, like, you know, some interesting weapons. Like, even the def one of the default knives is called the, is called the Dirk, which I think is really cool. It's just, like, it's just little things like that. And, like, worn dagger. And it really sets you up for D&D, World of Warcraft does. Uh, but Starbound, I wanted to roleplay on this server I found. I think this was during a, quite a lonely time. I think I was, this was when I was working at my, at my convenience store job. I was, I was an adult at this point. I was, I was, I was like, I was actually 19. Yeah, actually thinking about it. Maybe I was playing games. But like, I was working at my, working at my retail job. And, um, I, I decided I wanted to get into ro Starbound roleplay. So I started playing, uh, on this server. And uh, I found this guy who was walking around as like a computer. And I was like, what the fuck? How's he doing this? And I, I like whispered to him and he went, oh, it's a mod. And I was like, what mod is it? And he goes, oh, I made it myself. And I was like, well, can I, can I have it? And he went, yeah. And he like added me on Skype and then he sent me this fucking mod. And then he just didn't speak to me again. And I found out the mod is only like the thing you put on the game. The issue was that I needed to MySQL inject fucking animations and shit and like make it all myself. But I was invested. And this is and this is I was talking about this with Phil recently. This is one of the few times I learned how to how to do computer programming and then immediately forgot it. But I, I used the mod and basically the mod, what the mod was, it was a stick. And when you held it, the stick and you would turn invisible and it would basically look into a directory and then depending on the button presses you do it would correlate an animation to what you did so for instance if you press the if you press d to go right 
it would it would play an animation of your character moving right so you could basically make yourself into whatever you wanted to be and it worked on multiplayer so i was like that's it's probably banned i probably could have got banned on steam for this but i was like I, i'm gonna do this so i started learning uh first thing i did was i picked an animation i picked i wanted to be a red ferret and there's already a ferret model in the game so i extracted the the model data and I basically then got into a chat with someone on the Starbound modding forum about how to implement it. I think it was MySQL. It might have been Python, actually. And I started basically just... It took me days. It, I remember it took me, like, genuine, like, days of getting home from work and doing this. And eventually, I managed to make it work. And I got on this server and I played as a ferret for about a day. And then I got bored. <laughs> it was one of those things where it was the the journey. The journey was more important than the than the... The destination as it were but yeah so that's that was that that was starbound i guess my foray i'm trying to think of what other places i've role played on because i'm i'm big on my role play you know <laughs> I, I love role play a lot man i want that's kind of what i wanted smp earth to be i guess but we'll get into that later um let's talk about dnd so dnd uh is a tabletop game uh, and the best way I explain to people who've never heard of it, because everyone I speak to about D&D says that it sounds super complicated. Uh, it's not. It's really not. So basically, anything you can think of doing right now, wherever you're sit or stood or, or listening to this, basically, you can do in D&D. And as long as you have a competent DM, you can just say to the DM, like, oh, I would like to uh, punch the wall, please. And then the DM will... <laughs> not sneeze but the dm will say okay roll a strength check or if the wall is breakable they'll say roll to hit uh and basically then what you do is you have one of the dice the most famous dice the d20 you roll it and the number you get uh indicates how well you did the thing you want to do and then the dm will will then tell you what happened so the dm is like the game right telling you what to imagine and you are the player right that's it that's all the game is and some things don't even require you to roll dice. You can say, oh, I want to go up and talk to the people at the bar. And then the DM will say, okay, and he's a dwarf. He's, he's, he's quite small. He's, well, obviously, he's got, a, he's got a ginger beard and he's got a fiery set of eyes. He smells strongly of cologne and he's wearing quite fine clothes, but they seem to not have been washed in a while. And he looks at you and he says, hey, interest you on a pint. And, you know, that's the, and that's how you play. That's how you play D&D. &D. And I, um, I started off as a player. <clears throat> and uh, uh obviously i don't think many people start as a dm but i started as a player and uh it was i enjoyed it off the bat i i loved it i loved i loved basically the interactions i loved the exploring this world that my friend had made and it was a lot of fun but i very quickly grew tired of not being in charge of the situation you know i had all these ideas and I had all these ways I thought I could have done it differently. And I'm, I kept shtum. I like to think I didn't I didn't say to the DM, like, I would have done it like this. But I probably did at some point. I made myself look like a wanker. But I, I, I kept having these thoughts of how I would have done things. And, and eventually, a D&D &D society at my university started. And I decided, well, I better get involved in that. So I joined the D&D &D society and quickly rose up to being one of the top people there. I was, I was, given, I was given the job of being a DM. And I was I was put into the put in the saddle as it were, and I was I was I was basically put in charge of a lot of the stuff. And uh, I got a table, and my table very quickly became the rowdiest and loudest table in the room. Everyone would stare at us because we were a distraction, pretty much. And I would like stand up and act out things on the table and chairs, and I, I was just I got really into it. 
And it was a lot of fun. They, everyone would like, all of the people involved, despite not taking the game seriously. I was given the table of people who didn't take the game seriously. But due to the fact I was so chaotic as well, they were just so into it. They would, they would like DM me after, after university, like asking me what to do with their character and things. They'd send me their backstory. <coughs> and we had a really good time. And my experience in D&D has been absolutely wonderful. If you've never done D&D and you have a group of friends that want to try it, just get one person to learn how to DM and then you can all play it. It's so simple and so easy and so fun. And it's it's not for everyone, I will say. There, I've been in groups where there have been people there who I can tell just weren't invested in it. Because roleplay isn't for everyone at all. Uh, there was one of my friends who used to play just because he wanted to hang out with us. He actually didn't care about the game at all. He just he just wanted to hang out with us. And he played a character called Luttrell, uh, who was a, dragon, a dragonborn. He had a very thick, like, North American accent. He was American. He was from Hawaii, this guy. But he, was, he, was, he had a very thick sort of, like, Hey, I'm walking here! Like, north of the United States kind of New York accent. And um, he was a basketball-playing dragonborn. And he obviously didn't take it seriously, and he, he would be on his phone half the time. But you could tell he just liked hanging out with us. And when he did do roleplay, he was always very funny. Uh, but the problem is with people that don't enjoy roleplay very much is they start they start being destructive in other people's roleplay. And if you've ever done roleplay, you'll know what I mean here. When, when you get people who are into your circle, they, they are in your midst, but they're not actually enjoying roleplay, they start to grieve. Uh, sometimes they don't know they're doing it. Sometimes they really aren't aware, such in the case of D&D, when one of your friends just decides he wants to kill the innkeeper in front of everyone, and then the party has to now deal with the police and whatever, you know, it's like that, that kind of thing. It's like they probably don't realise it, but they are griefing still. And now we hark back to World of Warcraft, the etiquette rules that we learn while playing World of Warcraft. Number one, god-moding, god-role-playing. God-role-playing was one that I had to learn about quickly, mainly because I kept doing it when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was that god role-playing was a big issue. And it was basically where you get fucking people come up to you and they'd be like, I walk up to you and I stab you and you die, right? You don't get... If, if someone comes up and says that to you, your character has no say in what happened there. Your character has just been role-played on. You've basically just been told what to do. <laughs> so what god, god role-playing, the way you're supposed to do it, you'd go up to them and so you say, I walk up and I attempt to stab you in the neck. And then the other role player can either, you know, can can make a decision based on how well, you know, the, how well they think their character would handle this situation. And most of the time they would resist it because role play is no fun if they just instantly die. But, you know, that's how you don't ruin role play. Then there's things like the new life rule. When your character has died in game, you shouldn't return to the play. Oh my god, that's reminding me of Gary's mod. Oh no. Oh, I just thought of Quackity there. Oh my god, Gary's mod. I completely forgot about Gary's mod roleplay. Oh, I need to talk about Gary's mod roleplay. I used to be big on Gary's mod roleplay. To a big extent. Not, I didn't like Dark RP. Dark RP was silly. I used to fuck around on Dark RP a lot, but I didn't actually do it. It was City RP. Specifically Fearless. Fearless RP. For anyone from Fearless watching this, give me the fucking taxi. No, give me the fucking bus. Give me the fucking bus. When I used to play, you couldn't get the bus. Because I wanted to be a bus driver on their server, right? And you can't get the bus unless you have a roleplay point, right? And you get roleplay points from admins giving them out, right? 
And you can only have them given out if you take part in a roleplay event. And I took part in a roleplay event and they didn't give me a fucking roleplay point. I just want to drive the bus. The reason they had the bus behind that, I understand, is because they don't want people getting in the buses and just running everyone over with a bus, you know. So they put it behind a wall so that not everyone can do that. But, but oh, I wanted the I wanted the bus, man. But yeah, I used to do Fearless RP. I used to play it seriously. And to this day, to this day, the Fearless RP, the City RP map, I forgot what it's called, Evo City, Evo City, is ingrained in my memory. The one that Fearless RP used, not the crap one that I've seen on other servers, but the one that they use, I, I have these little stories I make in my head when I'm falling asleep. And the ones I all and the one I'm doing at the moment, I'm like a president's aide. And it's in Evo City and fucking Fearless RP. But anyway, Gmod RP is fucking great, man. I used to my main thing, I used to be very political. I was a political guy. I used to be the I used to basically run for president all the time. And I used to like working my way up. I used to like to be the secretary. And I used to like working my way up and getting to because it's it's all voice chat. So I used to like hanging out with the president and like getting to know the president on like a personal level. And when you get a president who's a really good role player, it's really fun to be like the secretary. You create like a bond. And then when the president dies and you step up, you're the vice president, you get you get promoted to president. It's like a crazy like moment. Like basically all of the like FBI and all the guards and stuff who've been working for the last president and who know you as the vice president now are like, oh shit, he's the president now. You know, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's such a really well-designed idea and it's executed flawlessly, especially because it's like semi-serious. So you can have funny moments, but it's like, you can't go on and troll. Like you have to play role play, you know? And there's food, there's hunger, so there's like a reason to go and get food. You have to like go and meet a chef and he'll cook you food. You can't just spawn in guns, you have to find a gun dealer and you have to like buy a gun off him. It's really well made, there's nothing better than it. I hope it's still thriving. Fearless RP, the server, on Gary's Mod. If it's still thriving, mwah, mwah, brilliant, really well done. The admins were just great as well. I once played a carnival guy, like a carny, and I made like a slingshot ride out of like all the Gary's Mod like utility stuff. And uh, and I got an admin to come over and, and tell me if they thought it was okay. And the admin was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. And he was like, yeah, you can do that. And I was like, Pog. And I screenshotted it. And then I made the fucking thing. And then another admin came over and said, you can't do this. And I said, I sent him the screenshot of the other admin. And then out of the other admin saying I could. And so the admin that told me I couldn't do it anymore was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's fine then. You know, it's breaking the rules, but you, you're allowed to do it. I don't know. It's just really good admins. Really good admins. But back to etiquette again. You got NLR, which comes up in Gary's Mod Roleplay a lot. And that's where if you die, like, in-game, you don't have to kill your character off, obviously. But you you can't just walk back to where you died. You have to you have to go and roleplay somewhere else now. Because otherwise you're... Otherwise it doesn't make sense from a roleplay perspective, you know? Imagine you're the guy who killed someone's character. And you've roleplayed out this murder. And then the guy just comes back. It, like, ruins it. RDM is the other one from Gary's Mall, which everyone's probably heard, and that just means random deathmatching. That's just if you just shoot someone. You just get a gun and start killing people without it outside of roleplay, just for fun. That's, you know, that's the big one. You don't just go around killing people like that. I'm a big fan of uh, Plexiate. He's a he's a dark RP troller. He's quite funny. He does, he does, he basically just breaks all the etiquette rules, but, like, he skims around them in really funny ways. I, I don't know. I like him. I think he's cool. Um, What other roleplay etiquette is there? There's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, I can't, I can't, I'm trying to think of them, but there's just so many that like, there's like minging and stuff. There's just so many to go through that are just like, 
so petty. Like, there's there's a little rule for every single angle of roleplay when you're in, like, a big public setting. Which brings us to probably my final arc of this conversation, of this ramble. This really has been a ramble. I like this. If you like more of this, please let me know. Let me know that you've listened this far into my rambling and you've still enjoyed it. But I would say that the next and final part of my ramble, for sure, is private Minecraft roleplay. Specifically the Dream SMP I want to talk about. So, when, before I joined the Dream SMP, I had this running joke with Tommy. That all the Dream SMP was, was just a, a path. <laughs> which I nicknamed the Prime Path to Tommy. And I would tell Tommy, I don't know if the Prime Path, it was already called the Prime Path, but I remember calling it that. I may have been late to the punch, though. And I remember Tommy would, t Tommy would just, every time I'd watch his stream, he'd just walk up and down on this path constantly. And, um, and, I, and I just made the joke to Tommy that the server was fucking lame, and that all he did was walk back and forth. And, like, he was, him and Tubbo were the only people who actually played on the server. Dream never showed up, like, fucking George never showed up. So I was like, you're, you're lit. And there was only, like, eight people whitelisted. I think Ponk was on there as well sometimes. And it was like, I used to just say to, I'm purpled. I used to just say to Tommy, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's like, <laughs> it's just walking up and down on a path. And he was just like, well, what do you think we could do? And I was like, well, like, you've got that war thing. Why don't you just go, like, ham on that? Because the war thing was so clever. I was like, it's just roleplay, you know? He had this disc war and he had this whole thing with Dream. And they and I asked Tommy if he was planning it. And he was like, no, we're not really. Well, kind of, we're sort of planning it. But um, eventually I was like, can, can you get me on? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. So I wanted, and I basically wanted to run with the disc idea because I really loved that. So I came on uh, with Schlapp. And uh, I and then I left and then I came back on again on my own this time and I, I decided I was going to make a Breaking Bad style roleplay where me and Tommy would be drug dealers. And uh, one thing led to another and I'm the president of a nation losing it due to my own insolence, uh, short-sighted naivete, uh, disregard for my fellow citizen who I claim to love so much. And a, and, and a dark, twisted understanding of what is possession and what is, what is my right, you know? Yeah. And, and, and roleplay on Minecraft is, is so good. I can understand why so many people did it as kids. It's like, this, it's so tactile and malleable. It's so understandable, yet so much room for imagination is available. And the big thing, I guess, with private Minecraft roleplay that you need is is coordination. If you want to do Minecraft roleplay, because I understand, I was watching a thing on TikTok the other day actually, and it was talking about how every SMP at the moment, like just amongst friends, seems to devolve into political roleplay. And I, I really hope that's because of me. I really hope that's down because that is such a fucking cool thing to have, be able to say that I inspired. I, I would love for people to be able to say, hey. Our little realm server we play on has become a political roleplay server because of the Dream SMP and watching Wilbur Sir. And that makes me really happy. So I hope that's the case. Because roleplay is brilliant. But um yeah, the thing you need is coordination. Because otherwise you get storylines going off and stuff and, and everything going off in different directions and angles and, and you start losing track of who's doing what, what's this, what's that, you know. So I think it's very important that if you're going to have a, a roleplay server, which I highly recommend you do if you've got friends that are interested in it, make sure you go ahead and coordinate yourselves with what's going to happen. You know, you start writing up like 
ideas especially if you're going to be putting it on you know the internet for people to watch start writing up the ideas start decide who's going to be like the the guy who decides what's happening you know and things like that a director almost and then go about it dream smp is brilliant dream smp is amazing the uh the best thing the dream smp is ever the best idea in roleplay the dream smp's ever had is um the prison with dream dreams prison idea it's so brilliant man i look at that and i'm like fuck that's amazing like <laughs> it's just such a cool idea it captures imagination perfectly it's so accessible to everyone everyone can understand what's happening there it's a giant building there's a warden there's loads of minecraft specific mechanics to get in and out of it and it's actually legitimately inescapable like using like if we use the roleplay rules we have like we're not allowed to do tick immunity or whatever like if we use the roleplay specific rules it is impossible to escape this prison and that's just really cool that's just a really cool idea and i really really like it it's so clever it's really clever. Dream SMP is cool. Dream SMP is cool. I think it's, it's, it's amazing. The one thing I'd say about the Dream SMP though, and going forward into the future, is I understand now that the Dream SMP is going to be inspiring so many young people. It was Connor Eats Pants actually the one who told me this. The Dream SMP is going to be inspiring so many young people to get into writing and role playing and, and just creating things. If I, if I do step back up with it, I want to make sure it's fucking brilliant. <clears throat> you know, I want to make sure it's the best thing I've ever done. Because I don't want to be polluting minds with just, like, stuff. Because a lot of the Dream SMP, especially really early on when it was just, like, the caravan and we were a drug empire. I just wrote the ideas on Notepad, like, five minutes before we went live. And then I just read them off a Notepad. Like, later on, I, like, wrote up documents and treatments and stuff. But, like, I want to make sure that it's, like, top quality if I step back up again. Which I hopefully will. Uh, I just want to wait for some arcs to end first. But, like, yeah. I've, I I feel like my ramble's reaching an end. I don't know what much else to talk about. I'll have a conclusion now, yeah? You want a conclusion? We'll do a conclusion. Roleplay's brilliant. Roleplay's a really good way of exploring your confidence as a person in your ability to create on the fly. It's really good for your ability to uh, open up your mind to new ideas and new situations. It's it's really it's practice as well. It's practice and it's social experience, and and it it's not something you're born with. It's something you learn an ability to improv, an ability to role play. And I have so many videos from when I was a teenager with my friends who who were the people who ended up being in Soot House, and we all just made role play videos. We just fucking we came up with situations on the fly and we filmed them and we edited them. And they were a lot of fun. And it was a really good time. And I'd recommend everyone gets into it. Everyone does it. Because it's not lame. It's Role playing isn't lame. And if it is, who cares? If the people who think it's lame are missing out. They're the ones not having the fun. <sighs> enjoy what you want to enjoy. And don't let anyone get in your way. Especially with role play. And make something that will make people inspired. That doesn't have to be with roleplay. I've reached the end of my tangent. I said I'd do these for an hour at a time. And this is the first episode, so 45 minutes is pretty good. But um, I'm going to leave you at that. Because there's not much else to say and I'm not going to waste your time. Thank you. Bye.